Welcome back in. Good to have you. Bill Michael Show, hour number two. Snowmageddon. It's happening. It's got us by the throat, throwing us to the ground, coming off the top rope, slamming us, beating us up. Full Nelson, figure four, pile driver, everything. We're going to succumb. By the way, it is uh, it has gotten quite bright, and uh, it is now kind of a rainy mist after a couple of inches fell, and now we're back to next to nothing. So who knows? Maybe it's pretty much over. I don't know. Uh, the new snow name, by the way, Morning Wood. Morning Wood says <laughs> the new sn- the new snow measure should the uh, new snow uh, name should be called Tape Measure in honor of Ben Kenny. It's a tape measure snow. It was an honest mistake. Sure. Tape measure. Like it, it, it's okay. the thing you use to measure things that rolls up into. Sure. No, everybody knows what the hell you're talking about. There's tape measure. <laughs> there's a yardstick. There's ruler. I never yeah, understood a yardstick. That's neither here nor there. Well, it's three feet. It's a yard. Yeah, or three rulers. <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. You're just thinking a whole different plane, don't you? I, I try to stay literal here. Did you drive your professors at UW a little bit nuts? You know, they, they'd times. ask something, you'd give them an answer, and it's based upon weights and a fish up in Cleveland or something. <laughs> so, well, they didn't teach yeah. me that stuff. That's why I got into radio. Okay. Yeah, well, radio warp your mind. That'll, that'll give you. Good call. <laughs> just, oh my goodness like, uh my, my go ahead someone called in recently and you know said oh yeah like listening to whatever point ben made on this and my response to that was don't listen to what i have to say i right. I, I think it's pretty cut and dry yeah <laughs> buddy steve listening to us at, at o'reilly's pub uh in the restaurant speedway in indianapolis says uh it's raining <laughs> just Come on, man. Now we're getting it from everywhere. Uh, James says in Fort Myers, Florida, a little bit of cloudy, but 74 degrees. Okay. We hate your guts. There you go. <laughs> I got a buddy of mine. His dog's upside down on the couch with his stuff. He says, here, here, guys, measure this. God, what the hell is wrong with people? Oh, my God. Oh, goodness. Okay. Well, we're, we're, we're done with that aspect of the program. Good to have you back. Bye week for the Green Bay Packers. we got Mike Clemens coming up in a couple of hours to take us home. Stay tuned for that. Um, the most intriguing game this weekend, this is from uh, Anthony, who says the most intriguing game this weekend you just touched on is the uh, Lions and the Vikings. Everybody feels that the Vikings are a paper tiger. Uh, thoughts? Well, I, I don't know if you're a Vikings fan, a Lions fan, or you're just a Packers fan who wants to bash on the Vikings. I have no idea. But as we just had Matt Mitchell uh, from the Action Network on talk about betting, said, hey, look, in, in just about every metric, you know, the Lions are a little bit better than the Vikings. Now, obviously, uh, some of the offensive categories not quite as good, but defensively, they're much better. They score points, uh, the Lions do. And in addition to that, the Vikings defense, one of the worst defenses when it comes to scoring points and also when it comes to yards per game in the National Football. They're second to last in yards per game, as a matter of fact. I think they're 20th. And points given up. Um, it's they've won a lot of close games. Uh, you, you know, I, I I give them credit for that. But 
Yeah, you kind of look at the Vikings and you say, you know, you just don't know what to believe. And I have always been a big proponent, always been. a, You know, they beat the Lions earlier this year at U.S. Bank Stadium 28-24. They played at U.S. Bank against the Saints, barely beat the Saints 28-25. They play, the Bears had the lead until late in the ball game, and they beat the Bears 29-22. Uh, they were on the road. They be, Now, an impressive win is over the Dolphins on the road in Miami, where they got 24-16. They held the uh, the Dolphins only 16 points. Uh, I think if that was, if I'm not mistaken, Tua was down in that game. He was he was injured, didn't play. Uh, they uh, beat the Cardinals by 8, 34-26. They held on in Washington against the Commanders, 2017. They, they beat the Bills. I mean, that's a credible, credible win, again, on the road. So they beat the Dolphins on the road. They beat the Bills on the road. And they, they beat the Bills 30, uh, 33-30. They lost to the Eagles. They got dump trucked by the Eagles 24-7. That wasn't even a game. They got absolutely hammered by the uh, Cowboys a couple of weeks ago, 40-3. to Then they win by seven over the Patriots. They win by five over the Jets. They're a, they're a one-score team for wins. Now, the one thing I always tell people is if you're winning games and figuring out ways to win games rather than just holding on, that's the mark of a good team. So do you look at it as, hey, championship teams figure out ways to win, and that's what the Vikings are doing? Or do you look at the analytics and you go, no, can't. Can't can't really get into that because, there's, like I said, they're second to worst when it comes to uh, their uh, uh, 30 uh, first in the league. When it comes to yards per game given up, and they're twentieth in the league when it comes to points per game given up, can you really believe in the Vikings? I, I'm, I'm, I hate to say it, but this weekend I'm a Vikings fan. I, I want to see the Vikings win. You, you, you want to see teams that are right there with the Green Bay Packers lose. You know, now the Packers still control their own destiny when it comes to the Lions. Don't get me wrong, but you want to see those teams around Green Bay lose if you have those aspirations to get to the postseason. You want to see the Seahawks lose. You want to see New York lose, You the, the Giants. You want to see those teams in the NFC that are in that wild card hunt lose. That's what that's what you're hoping for. you know. And especially like the Giants and the Commanders. The Commanders off this week, but the Giants and the Commanders because both of those teams have tiebreakers over the Packers. So you want to see those teams continually lose while the Packers hopefully if a possibility uh, exists to uh, to win out. Not to say it's going to happen, but there's an outside possibility that, that, that it could. So 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, and here we go. Here we go. The, Matt says, quit blowing smoke up our ass. There's no way in hell the Green Bay Packers are going to the postseason. And if they do, they're going to be the worst team in the postseason since my peewee team thought about going pro, <laughs> thought about going pro, no way they're going to win. Now, Matt, before I go any further, you got a whole lot of expletives in there. I understand that. I'm only giving you fact. Okay, I'm simply saying that if they win and other teams lose, they could end up in the postseason. I ask you to say this though, based upon the final four or five games, if the Packers win out. If the Packers win, and remember, if the Packers win out, they will be considered one of the hottest teams in football. Would they not? Which means they would beat a lackluster Rams team, but that means they go on the road and they get the Dolphins. They come back home and beat the Vikings, and then they beat the Lions. Right? The last two teams have already beat them. The Dolphins will be a great win on the road, and the Rams, eh, 
It's another tune-up game after the Bears. But would they not be considered then one of the better, depending on how they win, of course, but would they not be considered one of the hotter teams in football going into the postseason? What you got to do is you got to be good. I think they're good. I don't think they're great. You got to be good. You got to be lucky. They're probably getting some luck on their side at the right time. You got to be healthy. Maybe you got some guys coming back at the right time. And you got to be hot. They'd be one of the hottest teams in football. All of those things would equate to at least wins in the postseason, you would assume. Right? So, do I think they're going to go to the postseason? No. Not sitting at five and eight right now. They got a long road to go. I said nine wins would put you there, though. The problem is you started losing the teams that you needed to climb over. You lost to the Commanders. You lost to the Giants. You lost to the Lions. You know what I mean? You've lost to these teams. So you've got to climb over these teams to get yourself in. I don't know if it can be done. I don't know if it can be done. But while hope remains, if they continue to win, it's just a fact. It's like, here it is. Here's what it takes for them to get in. Nothing more, nothing less. That's all. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to find us, do it. We'd love to hear from you again, 877-867-1670. Best scenario, Tom says, Vikings get the number two seed and face Green Bay the first week. Uh, Now, that would be up at U.S. Bank, which is a really tough place to play. Um, Chuck says, people can bash the Vikings if they want, but they're still doing better than the Packers. No, No doubt. No doubt. I give you credit for that. I'm not bashing them. I'm just simply saying, if you look statistically at what it is they've done, they've won. Now do you take that? There's two sides of that coin. Do you take it as, boy, you know, they, they're winning, but they're winning by the skin of their teeth. They're one, they're a one-win or a one-score team. They're barely getting by, you know, but they have some good wins on the road. They have a quality win over, over uh, the Dolphins. They have a quality win over Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. They, they, they won those games on the road. Give them all the credit in the world. But you can't ignore the fact that their defense is giving up a lot of yards and a lot of points. Right? And you don't know what's going to show up in the postseason. You don't know what's going to show up in the postseason. Is it going to be good, Kirk Cousins, or the Kirk Cousins that's only won one postseason game? Right? Gary says, underdogs to the Lions is baffling. Vegas says the Vikings are big-time frauds. Uh, When Vegas acts as if they know something, they usually know something. I don't poo-poo it. Just saying. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to chime in, feel free. Give us a shout. This one is from Cindy. Cindy says, I just saw on ESPN... They were questioning whether or not the Cowboys would only get one win in the postseason. Would that cost Mike McCarthy his job? Depends on how you lose. It would depend on how you lose. You know, do you lose through coaching, schematics, or does Dak Prescott go out and start wailing the ball all over the place and having a bad game? You know, you can't – once the play's called, it's up to the players to execute it. If the, if the coaches are putting the plays in the right positions to make plays – is it Dak Prescott under pressure, making bad throws? Is it Zeke Elliott coughing up the football? It, you know, is it, or, or is it just, you know, they're giving up points, they don't have answers, blah, 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 you know? So Mike McCarthy's teams are, are prone to two things. One is fumbling the football, and two is penalties. It's been a very undisciplined team 
pretty much all season long. They're one of the more penalized teams in, in the National Football League, and that is something that, that has been talked about. Now they have, as Mike would put it, cleaned it up a little bit as of late, but they've had some really bad penalties at inopportune times. And he always talks about, oh, you got to clean those up. You know how you know how it was when he was here. we got to clean it up, clean it up, clean it up, clean it up. Okay. Okay. Well, if they don't, if say they have 16 penalties in a game and they lose because every time they get a drive together, there's two or three penalties and they're going backwards rather than forwards, then yeah, Mike McCarthy would lose his job. I, I would with one with one one in the postseason, yeah. Um, but if they get a win and the next game Dak Prescott just plays horribly bad, then again, I don't know because Jerry loves Dak. Dak in Jerry's eyes can do no wrong. But if you know if they're calling the plays and the plays, you know he's throwing to wide open receivers and just overthrowing guys and underthrowing guys and. You know, a receiver has one hit him in the chest and it bounces straight into the air or something. That's not Mike McCarthy's fault. You know? So what do you do? Do you fire the head coach for that? If the players let you down? Most likely the head coach takes the takes the guillotine. But in that particular case, I don't know. I don't know if Jerry would, would make a move or not. Maybe you could say Mike McCarthy is the reason that they don't have the attention to detail. You know, they're too worried about game plan and not reminding guys of the attention to detail. Catch the ball first before you run. Don't hold. Don't, you know, you know, got to be, you know, if you're getting false start penalties and such, know the snap count. If you're getting in and out of the huddle with only four or five seconds to go on the play clock, if, if it looks disheveled, yeah, he would lose his job. But otherwise, I don't know if he'd lose his job. Uh, phone lines wide open. Anything today. We got a lot of different stuff. Just kind of, it's kind of nice. It's, it's one of those days where you don't have a ton when you walk through the door. But you got you got a lot. You got it's good. I love it. Good stuff. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin at Pella Windows and Doors. Right now, the uh, the elves at Pella they are installing year round. Like on a day like today, with the snow falling, yeah, they're still installing. The snow is falling. They're still installing. That's a that's that's not bad, right there. That's the reason we're in marketing. That's the reason we do what we do. Uh, they do it all year round, and all they got to do is walk in. They can pull the windows and doors out. They'll seal off your room. All that heat is not going to leak out into the uh, the open air and vice versa. Uh, but what it'll do, it'll make your house more economical. It'll make your house more beautiful. It'll make your house more valuable. You can pick out your hardware, pick out the different types, interior, exterior. They can match it up. So many different things and so much quality and value added to your home because of Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, which is the number one choice, by the way, by many homeowners here in the state of Wisconsin. All you got to do is go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Again, Pella, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com, or call them, 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. You know, um, just yesterday, my car started making a funny noise. And I was like, oh, God, I hope it's not a major auto repair. And uh, because I take pretty good care of my car, it's garaged and such. So. Uh, the grinding noise when I start to roll. It's not when I start the car. 
it's when I roll. And it's not the brakes. I just had the brakes done. So I don't know what it is, but it's uh, kind of got me nervous. So uh, I called my buddy Lyle at J&L Tire Service. And he's like, you know what? Let me see if I can get you a car. We're going to get you out here. And we'll get it in hopefully this weekend. And uh, I'll give you a car to use, blah, blah, blah. He said, I'll get it back to you hopefully as soon as possible. And we want to make sure whatever it is we can get parts for it too. So he said, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take care of you. Don't worry about it. We got you covered. It's one of those uh, settling things. Whenever you get any kind of what could be a major repair on a vehicle that maybe not isn't under warranty, it kind of makes you cringe a little bit. And I usually am that guy. I cringe a little bit because I hang on to cars forever and I hate major repairs. But it, spending two grand versus, you know, a buying a brand new car, especially when I keep them in such good shape, kind of doesn't make sense. So. Uh, that's the reason I trust Lyle and the gang at J&L Tire Service. Right off of 94, the Johnson Creek exit, just north of the... You can see it from the from the highway. But if you're an over-the-road truck driver, they have a huge facility there for big rigs. If you are somebody like me, just a sedan, uh, I've got uh, the Genesis. I love that car. It runs great, but there's something in it. I don't know what's going on. But uh, they just said, hey, bring it out. We'll, we'll, we'll get you taken care of. And if you're worried about it, we'll send a truck for you. We'll put it on a truck and bring it out. So I think it's, I think it'll be out there okay. I just... Not quite sure what it is. so But that's the kind of people they are, the people that you trust. Uh, it's not like taking it to the dealership where you're going to pay dealership rates. Uh, and they're going to be honest with you and say, this is just what you need. And that the fact that they are so, so, so busy, they're swamped because they're that good, uh, they only do what's necessary. You know, they do what's necessary. Uh, they don't go overboard and send, trying to sell you a bunch of services you don't need or anything like that, like some dealerships will do. That's the reason I trust them. Go to jandltire.com, jandltire.com. Again, that's jandltire.com, right out there in Johnson Creek. Great people. Uh, good stuff. And tell Lyle and the gang we said hi. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. This is from Wayne. Wayne says, no Packers this weekend. No problem. Going to watch the Army-Navy game. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. So going to watch Bucks basketball tonight and on Sunday and catch up on some NFL viewing with my feet up, some wings next to me, and a good bourbon in hand. Wayne, sounds like a good weekend. Sounds like a good weekend. Uh, this is from Dennis. Dennis says, Lucky LaFleur, the luckiest head coach in the NFL, has a boss who's uh, derelict of duty. LaFleur hired two of the most incompetent coordinators in the NFL who directly derailed the Super Bowl hopes two years in a row. This team is underachieving because of extremely poor decisions to hire his friends, Drayton and Barry. Well, Mo Drayton, don't forget, was already on the staff. He's been there for a long time. He, he was he was there a while ago. Uh, Mark Murphy refuses to hold Matt LaFleur accountable, uh, proving once again to Murphy it's all about the profits while neglecting the football side of the organization. Dennis, I'll disagree with you. Because remember, the game that Mike McCarthy, his last game, Mark Murphy looked across the way and saw seats that were empty because they were just losing. It was starting the downward spiral. And instead of waiting to the end of the season, he said, I got to do something. And he made a change because he knows he knows everything via that business is based off of the football team. So I, I, I don't he doesn't value profits over over winning. They all want to win. And that should be evident by the amount of money they spent. Right. And the fact that he did spend more money on Rich Passaccia. Last year, here's the thing. When you talk about hiring incompetence, Joe Barry, people will say, you know, incompetent. Last year, they didn't lose in the playoffs because of the defense, did they? How much did they give up? 13 points. 
They didn't lose because of the defense. They lost because they didn't want to spend the money on a special teams coach. This year they did. They saw their the the error in their ways and they spent the money. I agree with you. They held on to Mo Drayton last year in bad schemes and and left that thing be just flailing out there for all of us to see and knowing it was problematic. And finally, a team like the 49ers took advantage of it and said, this is where we're going to beat you. And they did. But two decisions that were made last year that were very poor on Matt LaFleur's part. One was the fact that Matt LaFleur did not go back offensive line-wise to what was working prior to that playoff game. When he got guys back, he started the starters instead of playing the guys that had been the most familiar. When things started to go horrifically bad and that defensive front of the 49ers was kicking the hell out of their offensive line and beating the hell out of Aaron Rodgers, he didn't have time to throw. They ended up you know, uh, injuring A.J. Dillon. He went down. They stymied the run with Aaron Jones, and all they had left was Devontae. And they doubled Devontae and said, you're not going to beat us with him. They beat you in the trenches, and Matt LaFleur refused to pull the trigger on the guys that he just brought back off the injured list. That was a, a major, major boneheaded mistake. And the fact that he left Mo Drayton swinging out there, uh, hoping, hoping each week it was going to get better instead of really looking at it and going, how do you put Oren Burks on the offensive line? Seriously, how do you do that? How do you put an undersized middle linebacker on the offensive line? You can't. One of the dumbest things you could possibly do. And they found it and exploited certain things. You, you just, you, you can't, th- those two things, it wasn't the defense. So you can talk about Joe Barry because we thought Joe Barry defense pretty good last year. Why wouldn't it be pretty good this year? You get Jair back. He signs the contract. Stokes had a hell of a first year. Did he not? Yes, he did. I'm not defending Joe Barry because I've been saying, I think Joe Barry needs to go because some just philosophical things I don't agree with, but you can't argue with the results of what they had last year. They were the number one overall team. They had home field advantage. It set up for them. It was it was two bad decisions by Matt LaFleur directly that cost this team. It wasn't the hiring of inept coordinators. He lost Nathaniel Hackett to a head coaching job. He lost Luke Getze to an offensive coordinator position. And he went to Chicago. And then he just hired through bringing guys up through the system. So he didn't have to change too much. They went out and brought back Tom Clements at the behest of Aaron Rodgers to keep Aaron happy. He's done everything and anything they possibly could. I don't know how you sit there and look at Murphy and go, he's inept. And, oh, by the way, along the way, he has he has raised money and kept the team viable. That is his job. I will vehemently disagree with anybody that says anything that, you know, Mark Murphy hasn't spent the money, hasn't done what's right. Now, if you want to see LaFleur fired, that's a whole different animal. But Drayton was already on the staff, I believe, when when LaFleur took over, he was already like an assistant down the down the line. That that I'll give you because they at the time they should have found a, a special a better special teams coach rather than hiring Mo Drayton from within. But he was already here. It wasn't like they brought him in. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Stephen says sounds like a wheel hub starting to go. That's going to cause the grinding noise when rolling. That or a CV shaft if it makes a noise when it turns. No, doesn't make any noise when it turns. It's just when you roll. Yes, car talk. Just when you roll. There you go. <laughs> just car talk. I used to listen yeah, to that. That was good. Just when you roll. Yeah. Start it up, sounds great. You start to roll, and you can hear it. Now, the question is, how many miles will it get me? Because I got to drive from here to Johnson Creek, so it's about uh, 20 miles, 15, 20 miles. 
I drove, it was grinding a little bit, not this loud, but it was grinding a little bit when I drove to Racine the other night down to Angry Brothers Pub, which is, I think, 30-something miles, 38 miles to get down there. So, uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670, hit us up. Going to take a break, going to come back, a lot more to get to. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there, New Man Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders as well. Do not forget that our friends over there at New Mail, they can help you out if you are, uh, say, moodish, sluggish, you know, no energy, you know, you just kind of lacking the energy, you just don't want to get up in the morning, don't want to go to the gym, you just kind of can't figure out why you're dragging. It could be low T. They can help you out there. They did me. They can help you. It's not that it's not that hard to do. Just go in and get your numbers checked. Takes maybe 10, 15 minutes tops. Tops. Or maybe you're putting on the poundage. Maybe you're starting to wanting uh, to look at yourself and go, ah, I want to get this stuff off. 2023 is around the corner. New year, new you. Get back into a beach body season, so to speak, or at least t-shirt season as it starts to approach. Uh, get a hold of our friends at New Mel Medical, 414-455-4451. You can't do anything if you don't call. 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. That is the Numel Medical Center. Check it out. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Stuck with us. Thanks for hanging out. Bill Michael Show. Continuing on. 877-867-1670. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Steady, second of National Walker's Point. And if you're going to head out for uh, some holiday nog for the best Bloody Mary you're ever going to stick in your grill, how about the best wings you're ever going to have? It is the Cheers of Milwaukee. And maybe you're going to go watch the Bucks game tonight. Or even on Sunday. Catch some of the games on Sunday, for that matter. they got a lot of good stuff going on down at Steady's. Um, Chuck says, weather reports, mechanical issues. I thought this was a sports talk show. Oh, Chuck, bite me. Come on, man. Come on, man. We talk sports more than any other program in the state of Wisconsin. Hands down. I'll put us up against anybody. Uh, 877-867-1670. Camp Lejeune water chugging says, <laughs> by the way, is there anybody out there that has not heard as to what's going on with Camp Lejeune? As a matter of fact, as I say that, I look up on the TV and there it is again. Camp Lejeune alert. Do, does, is there anybody that doesn't know? Is there that much money to be had from attorney's fees that they can advertise like this nonstop, 24-7, to where it just inundates you. It's on Facebook, it's on Instagram, it's on Twitter, it's everywhere. Does anybody not know about Camp Lejeune? What the hell is Camp Lejeune? Said no one ever. Just an FYI. Uh, I said the Vikings are finding ways to win by hook or by crook. It's what championship teams do. The only difference between this team and the 99 Vikings is that we won't be surprised if they fail to live up to their record. It's tenuous, but at least they're succeeding, which is true. Which is true. That's what I said. You know, sometimes you're not quite sure um, as to whether or not they're... um, Sometimes you're not quite sure whether or not they're 
they're getting by by the skin of their teeth or they're a, a, a really good team figuring out ways to win and overcoming their own ineptitude. You know what I mean? Uh, by the way, uh, Blaze Keller says, nearly seven inches of snow in spring green. W-I-W-X. There you go. <laughs> ben is finding it everywhere. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, this one's from David who says, I'm living in New Orleans. No problem. Okay, David, thank you. Although we are hearing from all over the country, aren't we, Ben? Yes, there is. From Florida, from the East Coast, we're hearing from now New Orleans. We're hearing from all over the joint. Cold rain in Indiana. Yeah, cold rain down in Indianapolis. Good we to heard know. that. Just be earlier. be careful on the roads out there. Yeah, you know? we, we've we've got that. Yeah, I'm. We're, we're we, you know what the cool thing is, I I never thought that we had that many people listening. To be honest with you, I always figured it was like a couple of buddies, some people that wanted us to fail, and that's really about it. There's not a whole lot of people that listen to the program, right? You know, so I, I can connect this to sports if you want. <laughs> sure, connect this to sports. So Wisconsin and Luke Fickle and company have a big official visit weekend now that they're oh. in the building and recruiting is going on. High school kids and then also I figure some portal guys too. I'm sure the foot of snow can't help their plans during the weekend. I guess it shows them Wisconsin, but I don't know if that's maybe the best thing possible right? to happen. Yeah. Well, then again, you're saying our season's done. We don't have to play in this stuff. Right now, we'd be practicing inside like we are. Well, not home, outside. Home and we're getting ready to games. go someplace relatively warm. Yeah, exactly. Chuck says, geez, Bill, it was a joke. Chuck, I know. I know. I understand that. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. I don't want all the other, you know, <laughs> I don't want all the other reports beside Camp Lejeune now. People are bringing up mesothelioma. Just stop. <laughs> oh, my God. Like I said, I've always thought it was like 12 people. Me, you, a couple of buddies, people that hate us, and that's about it. <laughs> Apparently, we're getting people from all over the all over the world. <laughs> if you're listening outside of the states, let us know and what's going on in your neck of the woods. <laughs> uh, Thomas says, listening seasonally, seasonally in Englewood, Florida, near Venice. Tom, normally from Oshkosh. Tom, you the man. Thank you very much. Kat says, uh, we are listening to you in New York City. It is a winter wonderland in Wisconsin. It's just mush here in New York. A little bit of fog, a little bit of rain. Doing some shopping. Okay, Kat. I don't know if Kat, Kat is spelled K-A-T. I would assume that's short for Catherine. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ben? I would assume so. Okay. Again, once just once check. I start brainstorming, then we get down some dangerous <laughs> paths. People know that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Gary says, uh, the uh, Green Bay Packers need to get, need to give Devonte Wyatt more snaps. It seems like his snaps are becoming quality snaps and pro football focus continues to rate him a little bit higher each and every week. What do you think about his progress? Devonte Wyatt has had, I agree with you. His, his name has been called, but they put it this way. They are, they don't have to force him in. You got to ask who is he better than? And what, it, what they're doing with him right now, it, unlike, Quay Walker. Quay Walker was thrown right into the mix, and they said, go get him, Quay. And Quay is learning on the fly. And what can happen to you 
when you don't have immediate success the way you did in college. Because in college, you're going to play 12 games. And 10 of those games, you're going to dominate. If you are a dominant player, NFL bound, 10 of those games, you're going to dominate. One of those games, you're going to run up against your match and, and you're you're going to find somebody that's going to you know stalemate you. And then one other game, you're going to get your ass beat. In the NFL, you're going to get your ass beat every week. You're going to get stalemated or beat every week. It, that's just the way it is. Because until you learn how good the best of the best are, you don't have a realization of it. You just know domination. That's all you know, especially when you're on a, a top-ranked defense like Georgia was. So Quay Walker, we have seen the flashes. We have seen a guy that's got speed. He can go sideline to sideline. He can cover a little bit. But when it comes to getting off of an offensive lineman, he is absolutely positively clueless. He is learning, and he's getting better. But as of right now, he's clueless. You just watch him basically get – he just gets backed up. He gets high leverage, does not get low. He gets high leverage. And once they get you underneath those, those shoulder pads and they get that leverage, it's almost where they're lifting you up and take, carrying you down the field without doing it because obviously it would be holding and, and pretty much uh, a tackling attempt at that point. But offensive linemen know what they're doing, especially good veteran offensive linemen inside guys, guards, centers, and such that go to that second level. And Quay Walker doesn't have, a, have an ability to get off of that just yet. And when he does try to spin, all they do is get a hold of his back and drive him down the, down, down the field. And I've actually seen him like almost running down downfield with the play to his back. So he, you'd like to say he'll get it. And if he does, with his speed, he'll be damn good. But right now he's learning. Whereas Devontae Wyatt... He's they're picking and choosing spots to put him in. And when he comes in, he just throws his weight around, gives it everything he has for a couple of plays, and then he's back out. Then they give him a breather. Or then they bring back in Kenny Clark or Dean Lowry or Jerron Reed or whatever and move him around. So he's he's learning, and he has had quality snaps. If you look at pro football focus, he's, he's at times played decently. So, yeah, I'd love to see him get some more snaps. No doubt about it. Uh, but I, unlike Quay Walker, I want to see him get snaps where he's got quality and he uh, doesn't feel the pressure to have to be perfect every time. Where Quay Walker, I think, does. I think Quay Walker's feeling it because he knows a lot of eyes are on him. Even though he has had a tremendous amount of tackles this season, he uh, gets the uh, the A.J. Hawk treatment where, yeah, he's leading the team in tackles, but they're all downfield. He's not making big impact plays. That's why you hope, as a rookie, he learns it so when he comes back next year, has a little bit of breathing time this offseason, can go away, rest and relax a little bit, comes back, rejuvenated, gets the body a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, a little bit faster, uh, then he's ready to go. Then that second-year leap begins. But I, I like what he's doing. I like what he's doing. 877-867-1670. Tom, you're right. He says maybe Walker is going to grow like Rashawn Gary did. Hey, look, Quay Walker, if he grows the way, the, the, the same distinction that Quay, that uh, Rashawn Gary has where he gets better each and every year, oh, my God. You know, you, what, what a steal, what a find you have at the middle linebacking position down the road, hopefully in another year, hopefully next year or the year after, he becomes another dominant force in the middle. Absolutely. Uh, Deb, by the way, from Egg Harbor, but seasonally in Punta Gorda, <laughs> listening every day. Deb, you're killing me. You're killing me. Ah, oh, good stuff. 
All right, let's do this. We'll take a break, come back. Got a lot more to get to. Don't forget, uh, last hour of the program today, Mike Clemens is going to join us like he does each and every Friday. Good to have Mike on board. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery. A little Forgotten Fire going to be served up tomorrow night here in the Michaels household and probably in your household as well. And if you haven't gotten it, if you haven't picked it up, if you haven't searched it, go for uh, go to the grocery store, liquor store, wine store, ask for it by name, or just go to ForgottenFireWinery.com. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com. This time of year, every Everybody's imbibing a little bit. A little bit of holiday cheer. Get yourself some. That's ForgottenFireWinery.com. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers have been pleased with the performance of Keyshawn Nixon as a kick returner and defensive back. Last Sunday against the Bears, Nixon came up with a key interception to end the game. Against the Eagles, he returned five kickoffs for 172 yards, the best in over 15 years in Green Bay. Matt LaFleur was asked if Nixon had met his expectations after special teams coach Rich Bisaccia recommended him. Well, I would say that he's probably exceeded what my expectations were, which is always uh, a good thing. So um, I think he's he's really done a great job, and he's he's got a great attitude, and he practices hard, and I think it's reflective in his play. Nixon says it's true that sometimes a change of scenery, like from Nevada to Wisconsin, can improve a player's numbers. Ten times better here than I did any time, all years with the Raiders, just because fresh start, new team, new coaches, like, you know, you're not, it's like a new feel. Like, I ain't never really played in the cold. I kind of like the little game day atmosphere in the cold, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's just a new juice. I'm excited, you know. And last night, the Packers' next opponent, the Rams, won a thriller 17-16 over the Las Vegas Raiders. Up next, the Rams are coming to Green Bay to play the Packers Monday, December 19th. Sean McVay. I think it's really just taking things a day at a time, but hopefully we'll have a little bit more things that we can present uh, to what we know is an excellent Green Bay team. I don't care what their record is. Um, you know, know them too well, their personnel, their coaches, um, and it's going to be a great challenge going to Lambeau on Monday night. That's Rams head coach Sean McVay. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. You got to hit it, bang it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, bang it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, bang it, rock it, put it in the pocket. You're looking for a gift idea for the speed lover in your life? That is our friends over there at Great Lakes Dragaway. GreatLakesDragaway.com. Go to GreatLakesDragaway.com. They have 2023 season passes on sale right now. Again, GreatLakesDragaway.com. That is GreatLakesDragaway.com. There you go. Hey, um, by the way, uh, the Ben, do you know what the highest scoring game in NCAA basketball history is? Did it happen last night? No. Oh, I do not. No. Um, it goes back a while, January 12th, 1992. And that is when Troy, the Trojans of Troy, they won and beat DeVry College 258-141 in what is still the highest-scoring game in NCAA history. However, Grinnell College set an NCAA basketball record last night for three-point attempts. 111 shots. Every shot they took was beyond the arc. They hit less than 30%, by the way. They uh, they won 124-67 over Amasis Bible College. 124-67. Now, that's less than 30. That's like 
They did score four points from the free throw line. But every shot they took was beyond the arc. 111 shots. And you would think that, you know, that there'd be a lot of guys putting up massive amounts of points, and it wasn't. It was, you know, Adam Phillips led Grinnell uh, by going 12 for 24 from the three-point arc. Uh, Mose Thurmgreen hit eight threes. <laughs> Aiden Gilbert had 18, uh, and uh, Jackson Leone had 12. Bill, I'm watching but, the highlights. They yeah. they were driving. They had wide-open layups, and the guy would right. have it under the basket without anyone near him and pass it back. Yeah. It's quite electric. But uh, in 2012, Grinnell guard Jack Taylor sent uh, set an NCAA record with 138 points in a game. He also scored 109 points the following year, and former player Griffin Lynch and Jeff Clement also held uh, Division Three scoring records as well for a while. But that's that's all they do. Three points. That's it. That's it. Grinnell College attempted 111 three-pointers in a win, and they only put up 124 points. <laughs> Jeez. While it's impressive to have that many three-point shots, to live and die by the three, it also uh, is very evident your team doesn't shoot them very well. So there you have it. 877-867-1670. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, please feel free. Let's go to Richard, listening to us in Greenfield. Richard, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? Well, I'm driving in the snow, and I'm doing okay. Good. Kind of fun. Uh, I just wanted to say, oh, this got hit by a car. I'm in my car. Uh -oh. uh, I'm fine. Uh, that your comments about uh, the brewers, I can't support enough. Uh, what makes me so disappointed is not only is not the owner being honest with the fans, but when they do make a trade, they're not good trades. I mean, the most recent trade, they created a well-established ball player, Wong, second baseman. What did they get in return? They got a Adam Toro, who has over 800 bats in the Majors League. I think he has a batting average of 206. Last year, he had an OPS of 621, about 120 or 110 points below the average major league hitter. The other guy, Jesse Winker, was very good two years ago. He was an all-star. But he has had two surgeries uh, at the end of the season. One, the next surgery, uh, where they replaced allegedly, or I heard or read, that a disc in his neck. And I wonder, how long is he going to be eating? able to hold up, even if he makes the start of the season. The baseball swing is such a coordinated thing. If even if you're a bit tentative or if you're stiff, I, I just don't understand what they're getting in, in return. The Braves just made a trade with the uh, Tigers for a relief, uh, relief uh, uh, pitcher, and they got a top, top uh, the Tigers got a top prospect back. The Brewers aren't. They got virtually nothing uh, for uh, Hader, uh, nothing yet to be shown. And uh, it's just so disappointing. And it's so wrong of the owner to say, yeah, we're going to go for it. Well, that's just it. If he just said it's a money deal and we have to stay within our budgets, then he's being very honest. It, uh, it's not what people want to hear, but he's being honest. But when you say 
we're in on the Juan Soto deal and money's not an object. And then the very next breath, uh, you turn around and get rid of Josh Hader, clearly a money move. That's when people lose faith in you. And you're putting over two and a half million people in the tur- about two and a half million people in the turnstiles every year. You don't want to have those people lose faith in you. You know what I mean? Appreciate the phone call. You just don't want you don't you don't want those fans to say, ah, you're full of crap. You're you're lying to us. It's all about the money. People don't want to hear that. They want to have faith that your team is doing anything and everything it can to get better. They want to know what your plan is. Do you have, you know, we don't need to know the dirty details of every trade and every consideration for every guy you have. We don't need that. We'd love it, but we don't need it. But they want to know that whatever you do, whatever move you make, you are genuinely trying to get better and not just dump money. Nobody cares we're in a small market. They want to win. That's the bottom line, and that's the reason transparency is a must. Stay tuned. Got a whole lot more. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. The Bill Michael Show continues right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.